Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's up, you guys? I'm Haley. And I'm Andrea. And this is Inhuman, a true crime podcast. have some more listener tales for you guys today um our 11th installment of listener stories and uh, i think we have some good ones for you today so i think we'll just dive right in sounds good okay first story is from grace hi Haley and andrea sent this in last month but didn't make it onto the episode so wanted to resend because i love the pod so much well thank you for resending it and now we're reading it (laughs) First off, love the pod. I listen to every single episode while I walk my dog. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. This story isn't as thrilling as some of your past listener stories, but I think a lot of your listeners might relate to this story and find it touching and be reminded to always watch your surroundings, especially as a woman. Yeah. So I live in Germany right now. I'm from New York City, but my boyfriend is German and we have a dog, Mochi. Oh, that's a cute. That is so cute. I love that. And it's a border collie. He's a Border Collie Australian Shepherd hybrid, so he's not a traditionally scary dog, but he is the most loyal dog I've ever met. Those are two really good breeds. Yeah. One day I was walking him, as I always do in the morning, and we decided to take a more urban route for once. When I was walking him on the sidewalk, I noticed a man walking behind me. He had a hood up, so I was unsure where he was looking, but I got a bad feeling. Even more sketchy was that Mochi kept stopping and staring at him. Mm. Since Mochi is super reactive, I just assumed he was triggered by him. So I was like, come on, Moch, let's keep walking. Five minutes later, this man is still closely walking behind us and has his hands in his pockets, which I found kind of scary. Yeah. I would have been so terrified. Mm -hmm. I decided to do the cross the street technique to see if someone is following you. So I crossed the street. He followed. I crossed the street again immediately after back to where we just were, and he did too. Clearly, he was following us if he crossed the street back and forth for no reason behind me. Finally, I grabbed my pepper spray. One too many dog attacks made me know how to prepare and turned to face him. The guy kept coming closer, and I was about to say something, but before I could, Mochi went absolutely insane. 
I'd never seen him get go so vicious. He was showing his teeth and barking his head off at this guy. And he was pulling the leash so hard, I thought it was going to break. The guy was clearly startled and literally turned around 180 degrees and fast walked away. Wow, go Mochi. I know. Like, <laughs> that is awesome. Like, Yeah, he knew. Dogs know. They have good instinct about that kind of stuff. They definitely do. My family dog that never bit anyone we had a contractor once that was like really rude to my parents and she oh my gosh (laughs) and she like never she's this chloe yeah (laughs) so they definitely know yeah wow i was so shaken up i wasn't sure if this guy was a pickpocket or worse something like a rapist or kidnapper or dog napper but either way mochi was a lifesaver that day oh Side note, I know Haley is just like me, a crazy dog mom. I have a YouTube channel called Mochi's Tales on dog training if you want to check it out. We definitely will. Thank you. That's so fun. Yeah. Love you guys. Best, Grace and Mochi. Pick a Mochi attached because he's just so cute. Isn't he so cute? Oh my goodness. Look at that little face. I know. He's so cute. He's got blue eyes, which I love. He is such a cutie and what a good protector. Smart. All. Yeah. We love you, Mochi. Yeah. So sweet. Thank you for that story, Grace. And yes, very good reminder. Pay attention to your surroundings and trust your gut. Yeah. And even if you think you're being crazy or paranoid, chances are you might be, but it's better safe than sorry. Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. So this next one is from Ari. Hey guys, first of all, love the podcast. I listen to it while I work every day, and I love that you guys cover all different types of cases, not just famous serial killers, so thank you. I'm not even sure how to start this story, but let's jump right in. (laughs) I was a freshman in college, freshly 17, graduated a year early, about an hour away from my hometown in Ohio. I did not have a normal roommate and did not have a car and met a guy on a dating app, I thought I'd go out with. He asked if we could go for a drive and listen to some music, which I agreed to. After picking me up, we drove around for about an hour and ended up in another small town close to where campus was, which was about a 30-minute drive. He pulled into a driveway and asked if I wanted to come inside. Walking up to the house, it looked run down and there wasn't a single light on in or outside of the home. Hmm. We got it. Yeah, seeming very suspicious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We got inside, and the house smelled bad, and immediately when I got inside, I had a bad feeling. He asked me if I wanted to take a seat in his room, which was right off to the side of the living room, while he grabbed his phone in the car. Hmm. Why was his phone still in the car? Yeah, was he just leaving you? Yeah. Hmm. I sat there and had a super uneasy feeling, and when he got back inside, I let him know I wasn't feeling good and asked to go. The guy suddenly got super mean and aggressive and started yelling at me, saying he wasn't taking me anywhere until I had sex with him since he wasted the gas and the time. Oh my god. Screw you, dude. Of course, I bluntly refused and told him to take me home. Again, he refused and ended up locking me in the bedroom. Like, seriously, locking the door closed from the outside and told me he would talk to me when I could come to an agreement with his terms. Okay, that's sick. Just because you meet somebody on a dating app does not mean that you're agreeing to hook up. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I immediately pulled out my phone and had no service. 
plus no roommate to call or anyone to come help me to come and get me to help come and get me. Sorry. I don't know why, but I immediately went in to fight or flight mode and saw a window behind his bed, opened it and jumped out Wow! for you. I immediately began running toward the direction of the town, trying to get service. As soon as I got service, I called a girl that lived on the same floor as me, crying and asking her to come pick me up. Of course, I'm looking at the street names, walking around this random town, trying to figure out where I am, and I start walking toward a sign, and I see this guy's truck pulling around the next street over, screaming my name. Oh my goodness. I immediately hide behind a house and decided to knock on the door and ask the address. A nice lady answered the door and helped me inside, or helped me hide inside until the girl from my dorm got there. Thankfully, I was okay and never heard from the guy again, but I always wondered what the smell in the house was. (gasps) Ew, I didn't even think about that. And what would have happened if I didn't jump out that window? Thank you so much again, and I hope you guys enjoyed one of my many terrible first date stories. That is like the the worst first date from hell. That is so terrifying. The fact that he was like, oh, let's drive around, listen to music. And then he took you to his house. That to me is like, no, like you're just wanting to try to get some. Yeah. So gross. And I'm so glad you're safe. Yeah. And like, I can't imagine running down the street trying to just like alone in the dark. I went to school in the Midwest. Like those towns are like far apart there's just it's just nothing it's like cornfields and nothing nothing else and that must have been so scary yeah to not really know where you are and no one to help you found a house with a lady a nice lady inside and she helped you and i'm so glad you're safe but wow that's really scary yeah wow okay (laughs) always carry like pepper spray or something with you guys yeah i feel like that's just some kind of something yeah Okay, next story is from Bobby. I just recently found your podcast and have been binging it during my day all the time. I have two stories I just had to share. My first story happened about 11 years ago when I was 19. I was spending a Saturday night at my best friend's house. This was something that happened every week. On this particular night, my best friend, we'll call her Cass, woke me up where I was sleeping in the family room, which was located in the basement across from her room. Cass was in a panic. Even in the dark, I could see how pale she was. At first, I couldn't understand why she was so freaked out, but as I became more aware, I could just feel the pressure. I followed her back to her room until the overwhelming pressure became too much for the both of us. Us being 19 and 20 and feeling too adulty didn't want to wake up her parents. But I suggested that we, at the very least, get out of the basement onto the main level of the house. We sat back to back with Cass facing the hallway and me sitting on the stairs facing the basement. I could still feel the pressure, almost like it was licking at my ankles. Oh, that gave me chills. I know. And right as I was going to ask Cass if we could move to the second floor closer to her parents' room, Cass beat me to it. So we shuffled up the stairs once again, sitting back to back with me facing down the stairs. We must have sat there for 20 minutes. Just to give a little detail, the hallway in her house was a light brown color and rather long. At the far end of the hallway opposite the stairs was a huge mirror, but you couldn't see the mirror from the top of the stairs unless you were seated like I was. This is important. 
As we were sitting there for God only knows how long, I watched as shadows came together, blocking out the mirror's reflection. Mm -mm. The only way I could tell it was in front of the mirror was because I could see my feet in the reflection before the shadow appeared. Okay. Ew. No. This dark mass just stood there at the end of the hallway staring at us. I can't even explain how I know it was staring, but I know that it was. I remember elbowing Cass, who turned to yell at me and saw what I was looking at. We both jumped up and bolted into her parents' room. (laughs) Her mom ended up waking up and letting us sleep on her floor because there was no way we were going back down those stairs till morning. Oh, that's so (laughs) freaky. So did you ever figure out what it was? Like. Oh my gosh. That is terrifying. Like straight up. To yeah, see that's that really scary. and to be able to see your feet and then something's blocking it. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. The second story takes place in the same house. And now that I think about it, her house was probably haunted. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fair assumption. Yeah. Cass has a younger sister who's two years younger than me, B. B, Cass, and I were all sitting in the living room at the front of the house. I know that this for sure happened after the shadow, but I don't remember when. We must have been just talking and hanging out when we heard screaming from outside. Me being me, I got up and opened the front door. Cass and B's house was in the middle of the suburbs. Screaming at 8 at night was odd. I poked my head outside and saw nothing. The neighbors across the street hadn't come to check the to check the noise. So I went to go back inside when both B and Cass screamed right before one of the light bulbs in the chandelier shattered. It took a while for both of them to calm down enough to explain what made them scream. Apparently, as I was shutting the front door, a shadow-like hand reached from out of nowhere (gasps) and squeezed out the light. Wow. Oh my gosh. There are... These are two of the most memorable things that happened in that house. I spent countless nights there until Cass and B moved out. And if I really thought about it, I'd probably think of more things that happened. Anyway, love the pod. Thanks for letting me share. Keep it human, Bobby. Wow. Oh my gosh, Bobby. Like, I would have moved out of that house so fast if <laughs> I were Cass's family. Like, yeah. Oh, that is so freaky. There was definitely some sort of like dark spirit there that like yeah. wasn't happy. The fact that you saw two shadow figures, like mm-hmm. that that screams dark energy to yeah. me. And a light bulb shattering. When stuff happens that's not just like, you know, a light turning on or off or like things like that when physical like things happen. Yeah, that's movement, so scary. Yeah. Cause like how can that be explained? That can't be explained. Like somebody mm-hmm. grab oh something wow (laughs) that's really scary okay this next one is from ale hi guys i've been listening to your podcast for a while now and you guys became my favorite uh true crime podcast to listen to while working a 10-hour shift from monday to thursday anyway thank you i'll tell you my story now it started off with my oldest sister having dreams that later turned into nightmares she had told me a specific one where she was out at night, leaving the bar with her friend, but stopped to, stopped to talk with each other. When in front of her, she saw two kids getting pulled into a white van. Oh my gosh. When she saw that, she was about to run and head their way when everything went into slow-mo. While she was having a difficult time trying to get, them, get to them, she felt someone behind her. 
It was a man, and he was saying things in her ear that were gibberish, and later his gibberish got louder, basically yelling in her ear. I asked her what his tone was, and she told me he was basically really mad at her, and she was just scared for her life. This other time, she was dreaming when suddenly La Santa Muerte appeared inside her dream, telling her to come with her, but she was saying no, or at least trying trying to at that point, but barely moving her lips. She said she was trying hard to rehearse her prayer, since if you didn't know... La Santa Muerte is a terrible thing or good thing for others, but couldn't word out anything. All of our lives were told, all of our lives we were told to not mess around with her. So for her to appear in her dream, she felt as if she was going to die. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So that's like Bloody Mary kind of, I guess. Yeah. I feel like it's like, I mean, Muerte means death or dead. So like, it sounds like kind of like a the saint of death oh like um the grim reaper or something yeah yeah okay Ooh. okay i did not know that the more you know i didn't either fun fact and that's in quotation marks i guess you could say having la santa muerte in your life means you have to be dedicated to her and only her it says she doesn't enjoy sharing with others okay so if you're having dreams like that that's not a good sign i guess Those dreams of hers later appeared in our family's lives, which sound crazy. My cousin, who was living with us, said she wanted to get water from downstairs around 2.30-ish in the morning. He saw a lady in black with a long dress look at him and later go through the walls. (gasps) Mm -mm. He noticed she was next to our praying table as well. Most of us believe it had to do with our sister's dream of La Santa Muerte because she was in all black and because she was next to our Virgin Mary. Oh, yeah. Interesting. People say the Virgin Mary and La Santa, La Santa Muerte are almost like sisters. Oh. oh. I didn't know that either. That's interesting. One is representing life and the other death. Okay. I had my moments oh. and my sisters were... Wait, I had my moments and my sisters where we're all in our rooms or bathroom when we hear and see our door shake, including Ooh. the doorknob as if someone is trying to get inside the rooms. I had I had my moment when I just got home from work and discovered everyone had gone out, and so I was left home alone. I was in my room when I heard three knocks coming from the hall of my room. Ooh. Three of anything... Mm-hmm. Except for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is not a good indicator. Yeah. When I heard those knocks, I immediately locked myself inside my room because I heard what three specific knocks means. Oh, there the you name go. of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit, and that's the just the devil's way of mocking the Lord. Yep, that's what I've heard too, or so I heard. There were also times when things would disappear and reappear in the spot we thought we left them. But when we checked, they weren't there, and times when objects would just fall to the ground. My cat as well has seen something and hissed at whatever, and would later come running to me with his hair all pulled, all puffed up. Yeah, when when animals see things, nah, I'm 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 out. Nope. Yeah, because they know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
All I know is that there was something evil inside that home. I'm glad we moved out of there, but I'm afraid that something else has come inside our new place. Anyway, this was a long one, so I'll leave that at that. I have other stories, but I'll share those at another time. Please Love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Wow. That is so so terrifying. Yeah. And I feel like even though it was in the house, I almost feel like it was like attached to like your sister. Yeah. That's why she was having the dreams. Yeah. Oh, that just, that's really scary. And like, what do you do about that? (laughs) Call the priest. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. All right. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, Did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Okay, next story is from Kim R., Hello, I have been a fan of you all's for a bit time now, a bit of time now, and have listened to about half of your stories. Really like your podcast. Thank you. My story was from college. I went to a university in San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio is a very haunted city from public buildings, parks, and colleges because of the wars that have taken place there. I've heard that before. 
I went to one of the older universities close to downtown called UIW that was housed in buildings that dated back to 1881. And to say the least, I had experiences there that I will never forget. One day, my friend had a horrible day at school, and we went to dinner to hang out and blow off some steam. My friend had always wanted to climb the roof of the oldest building, the admin building, but the fire ladder was normally locked after the top after the top floor to get to the roof. Well, that day, my friend happened to notice that the ladder to the roof did not have a lock on it. After dinner, she shared this with me, and I said, sure, we could go, but we had to wait till most of the campus was empty. It was about 11 p.m., and we had waited in the library, and then we made our way to the admin building. And just a reminder, this building was built in 1881 and had been home to a hospital, orphanage, and a quarantine ward during the Spanish flu. Oh, gosh. So many things to unload there. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. So we climbed the fire escape to the top floor at 11 p.m. in pitch dark, looking out for security guards as to not get in trouble. We get to the top floor and I freeze and start to panic. I tell my friend that I can wait and stay on the fourth level fire escape while she climbs the unlocked ladder. She agrees and heads up the ladder no problem. A part of me also felt nervous because the ladder was old and small and I was and am not a small woman. My friend is up there and I am left alone on the fire escape. All of a sudden, I look towards the building and I see a black figure standing in a window that looks like the shape of a body. But unless someone stayed working in a classroom or office super late at night, I knew no one stayed in that building. I look away, trying not to scream as to not attract attention to my friend (laughs) and I, who should have not been up there. I looked back and the figure was gone. I asked my friend how much time was left and she came down right away. And I am convinced she felt or saw something on that roof and did not want to talk about it. We made it down the stairs unnoticed and safe. Let's just say we never ventured back to that building after dark. And when I walked past it, it felt like the figure was still watching me. Mm -mm. Oh my gosh. No. There was definitely somebody who was like, you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Get out. (laughs) Oh, that's so freaky. And like, I can't imagine going to like a school where the buildings are haunted. And honestly, thinking about it, my school's building's probably some of them were haunted because (laughs) it was built the school was built in 1869 so like dang yeah yeah, long time ago not that all the buildings are like that but a lot of them were old and I'm glad that I didn't um really listen to like ghost stories (laughs) when I was in college because (laughs) wow and that's so creepy that you felt like the figure was watching you every time you walked past that building like oh that's so scary but I'm glad you guys like didn't get in trouble and didn't get hurt or anything like Worse happen, but yeah, probably smart to stay away from that building. Yeah, exactly. Okay, the next one is from Anonymous. First off, I love you guys. You're both so relatable and always cover the most interesting cases. Andrea, oh, you. how do you always say exactly what I'm thinking? I don't know. <laughs> I find myself awkward laughing, awing and mmming alongside you two at every episode. <laughs> I feel like y'all are my best friends, but I don't know you whatsoever. You are our best friend. We love you. We love you guys so much. Okay, this is starting to sound creepy, so I'll stop and just share the story now. (laughs) (laughs) Not creepy at all. No. This tragic and disturbing story is about a classmate from high school. 
We shall call him Kyle. Kyle was a star athlete. He was funny, popular, and genuinely nice. Wow, that like almost never happens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just an all-around cool dude from a cool family. We were super close. Uh, We weren't super close, but we were friends. Kyle was sort of friends with everyone. None of us could ever imagine that he was capable of doing what he would later go on to do. Oh my god, okay. Just a few years after our high school graduation. Oh. Oh, the next line. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Okay. During his sophomore year at college, Kyle beat his roommate to death with a baseball bat in their dorm room. Why? Oh my god. Police quickly responded to the gruesome scene where they confronted Kyle. One of the officers later recounted that he had a, quote, crazed look in his eyes and his tongue was hanging out of his mouth. He was reportedly beating himself in the head with the same baseball bat that he used on the victim who laid on the dorm room floor. Okay, that sounds like some kind of weird synthetic drug or something. Either a drug or like a mental break. Yeah. Like a mental breakdown. Like a... Like a snap situation. Yeah. When police attempted to approach Kyle, he charged at the officers with a knife, prompting the officers to shoot. Wow. Both Kyle and the victim were rushed to the hospital where the victim was eventually pronounced dead. Kyle, however, survived with multiple gunshots fired by the officers, but had been paralyzed from the waist down as a result. Oh my god. And Kyle was arrested and taken into custody. He was evaluated by two court-appointed psychiatrists. Both psychiatrists diagnosed Kyle with schizophrenia and determined Mm. he was experiencing a schizophrenic episode at the time he committed the horrific beating and murder. Wow. And they have said that men, I mean, in general, men tend to experience more mental health um, problems like in their 20s but schizophrenia specifically is known to hit men in like their early 20s oh really would have been right around there if they were sophomores in college so oh my gosh wow further an investigation revealed that kyle was acting strangely in the days leading up to the killing playing five different songs simultaneously at high volume watching multiple youtube videos at the same time and staying up all hours of the night Kyle's toxicology blood test, which had been taken at the hospital immediately following the event, came back negative. No drugs or alcohol were found in his system. Wow. There you go. And the playing, like, five different songs and, like, multiple YouTube videos, he could have been trying to, like, drown out voices. True. That That's a very I mean, common thing. I mean, obviously, don't know for sure, but... Right. Ultimately, the court ruled Kyle insane, and he pled not guilty by reason of insanity. He was sentenced to confinement in a state mental hospital where, after 10 years, he still resides. Potentially, he could spend the rest of his life there. But if he successfully rehabilitates and the hospital deems him mentally competent, he will be transferred to prison to finish out the remainder of his 18-year sentence, with time served from years spent in the mental institution. Wow. Without suggesting or placing any blame on any of the witnesses involved in, the, in this case, my hope with sharing this story is that it serves as a terrifying reminder to pay attention to mental health. Absolutely. Yeah. Both yours and that of the people around you. If someone you know is exhibiting abnormal or concerning behaviors, do not ignore it. 
or simply brush it off in fear of offending someone or as coming off as overly sensitive. Check on your friends, check on your family. Many incidences of psychosis or psychotic episodes occur suddenly. It's not uncommon for someone to go from seemingly quote-unquote normal to super not normal over a relatively short period of time. Recognize Mm. the signs, don't be afraid to ask questions, and never assume it won't happen to that guy. That normal, funny, popular guy from school. Mental health does not discriminate, and it is our duty as human beings to look out for one another. You are absolutely right. Wow. And thank you for like sharing speechless. that story. I know. I That was so well said and so well explained, and you are a thousand percent right. Yes. And you're one of the good ones, I can tell. So thank you for sharing yeah. that story. And gosh, I can't imagine how scary that must have been for Kyle. I mean, to have done that, he... I can't imagine what what kind of guilt he lives with to this day. Yeah. Wow. So sad. And you're so right. Mental health matters. Mental. I mean, we're always talking. And it does about, not discriminate. I mean. <clears throat> yeah. It can happen to anyone and, mm-hmm. you know, pay attention, check on those around you. And even though it can be scary, don't be afraid to, to say something and, you know, offer somebody help because you just never know. Yeah. You could be saving someone's life. I mean. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Our last story, I think. Yes. Our last story for today is from EJ. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, Did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, Haley and Andrea. Just wanted to start off by saying I love y'all's podcast and how you raise awareness about unsolved cases. I'm almost caught up binging every episode. Thank you, too, for what you do. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. My story is a bit long and has many parts and branches, but I will try to keep it as focused as I can. Hey, we're, you know, we're like, (laughs) we're the same, always going all over the place. So (laughs) we love long stories. It is not a very happy story, but it has a message that I don't think people are talking about enough. Here's where I also want to throw in a trigger warning for essay or sexual assault, if you didn't know that that's what that stands for. I just graduated college this May, where I got a degree in musical theater. But unfortunately, my college experience is completely overshadowed by an event that happened during freshman year. In the second semester of my freshman year, I was sexually assaulted by someone in my class that I was dating. For the purposes of this story, we'll call him Joe. Although the assault was traumatizing on its own, it was what followed that caused the majority of the damage to me and my mental health. It took me a few days to come to terms with what had happened to me when I finally confronted Joe and completely broke things off with him and made it clear what he did to me was not okay. This is where everything started going downhill. Mm -hmm. After being a little sad and avoidant for the first few days, Joe started acting strange. Keep in mind, since this was a musical theater program, we don't really get get to choose our classes and if you're in the same major you are basically in all the same classes together all day every day which was our situation oh gosh a few days later joe started to constantly stare at me in class in classes and while walking around campus if i was in the cafeteria grabbing food i would turn around to find him staring at me in our dance classes i couldn't do anything without seeing him in my peripheral in my peripheral vision, staring at me. That is so frustrating because it's like he's trying to, like, antagonize you. Yeah. You know, by, yeah, like, he's, he's making you Yeah, trying to be like, threatened. I'm always here. Yeah. I'm watching <sighs> you. Yeah. Yeah. It was never ending, and I seriously had eyes on me anytime I was in class or in a public place at the school. Oh, my gosh. So, you like, you don't feel safe anywhere. Mm-mm. I also noticed after classes, when we would walk back to the dorms, he would stalk me. He stalked me down the street, and even when I went out of my way to cross to the other side of the street, he would follow. He also followed me around the common areas like the cafeteria. I found out later that he came up to my dorm room a few times and put his ear against the door to listen to me speak. What? Ew. Wow. Because other students and school staff started to notice this odd behavior, I was called in by the head of the resident life in the dorms to do a checkup, which just, which just ended up being a big trick. They asked me about his behavior and if I was okay, and that, and that is where I divulged the stalking issue. I didn't even mention the assault at the time. The meeting ended after I explained the situation, and 
she said if I needed anything to call or email her. So they were just like, eh, he's stalking you and like, they're not going to do anything about it. Like, I feel like this happens a lot more than mm-hmm. we know about that yeah, schools don't it take it does. seriously or they don't have the right resources or whatever the case is. But whatever it yeah. is, it's not okay. No. The next day rolls around and I have an email from my school's Title IX office saying that a case has been opened by me against Joe for the stalking. If you don't know what Title IX is, it is a program in schools that prohibits discrimination and also deals with uncomfortable situations like SA. The head of resident life failed to tell me that she was a mandated reporter, aka someone who has to report to the Title IX office if you tell them something that triggers a Title IX rule, like stalking. She reported it to Title IX without my knowledge or consent. Mandated reporters are required to tell students that at the beginning of any meeting, and she failed to do so. So she's required to tell you she's a mandated reporter. She didn't do so. And because she's a mandated reporter, she has to report it. Report it. But since she didn't tell you, it's completely without your consent or knowledge because you may have not said anything if you didn't want to. Yeah. Once you knew she was a mandated reporter. Wow, that's so frustrating. And they're just failing you left and right. Yeah. I knew that Title IX was an option to report my assault, but I did not want to go through that process after a friend of mine went through it the semester before. It was hard watching her go through that and her abuser did not have any consequences. It just caused my friend so much more trauma. I'm so sorry. That's awful. Yeah, and I feel like that happens so often that and it's not talked about enough but at this point it didn't look like I had an option and I was going to have to fight this one out after word spread about the title IX case people across my program and people I considered friends turned on me and assumed things about what happened instead of asking me oh that's that is so unfair yeah and it just makes things 10 times 10 times harder and like even though you were scared about the stalking and whatever Joe was doing You chose to not pursue this because of this type of thing. And I'm so sorry that you were forced into that. Some of them took Joe's side and some of them called me a liar about the assault because Joe constantly talked about it and claimed he did not do anything to me, even though I had text messages from him apologizing for it. Hmm. I was more reserved and did not want to talk about what happened to me to everyone. Not only were peers involved, but the head professor of my program told me to be nicer to Joe because she could tell he was having a tough time. What? Oh, Joe's having a tough time? I have no words. Poor Joe. Poor fucking Joe. That uh, That is absurd. Yeah, that's not okay. She did not know all the details, but she knew I was the victim in a Title IX case. I think that was pretty fucking bold to tell me to be nice to my abuser when I had to deal with him staring at me in classes and stalking me, which she witnessed, but okay. Wow. So at this point, I felt completely isolated except for my two best friends who stuck with me, and this was all because I did not get to deal with this situation privately and was essentially forced into a Title IX case. I had to miss classes that I was paying for and wanted to go to just to attend meetings with the Title IX coordinator. 
Not only did I have to relive what happened to me over and over, but the coordinator made me act out my assault and the positions we were in and even got in my face interrogation style and yelled at me to tell the truth. Are you kidding me? That is is disgusting. Yeah. And uncalled for and unprofessional and any other unword I can think of or can't think of. Yeah. That's not okay at all. Of course, our stories were not matching up because Joe was denying everything and saying the exact opposite of what I said. For example, he said I couldn't have assaulted her from where she said I did because she has a bunk bed in her room. I did not have a bunk bed in my room, and I even brought in photo proof that I had a regular bed. But they got in my face and told me to tell the truth. That's just an example of not believing victims, believing men. Like, it just... Oh, wow. I will never understand the logic there, but I digress. I also had to bring in my friends as witnesses, which pained me to do because I did not want to drag anyone into this. On top of all this, we also had a no verbal contact agreement, meaning I was technically not allowed to talk to him. This means I could not defend myself by saying stop staring at me if he was bothering me in class or don't touch me if he ever tried to do that. Otherwise, I would be the one in trouble. That is not right. This just keeps like making me angry and angrier and angrier. Like, yeah, this is not okay. The case started in early March and lasted all the way until the end of the school year. I had my final Title IX meeting during finals week at school, as if finals week isn't Uh, stressful enough on its own. She said I I would have an answer to the case hopefully within the month. I went back home for the summer, and sure enough, on the last day of May, I got an email. My hope for this outcome was to have him expelled from the school, but I knew it was a long shot because of what my friend went through. I opened the email and he was only found quote-unquote guilty, or whatever Title IX likes to call it, of the stalking because they had video camera footage of that and could prove it. He was not quote-unquote charged with the assault or the harassment somehow, or with harassment somehow. His punishment was academic probation for one semester, meaning he had to fail a class during the semester for more punishment to be given to him. If he made it past that, he was off the hook for what he did to me. Wow. So not only were you forced into this, but they didn't do anything They didn't do anything. Yeah. They did absolutely nothing. I was devastated by this news, but excited to be done with the Title IX case. I just took the summer preparing myself for how I was going to get through the next three years of school with my abuser in all of my classes. But luckily, three days before class started, I found out he dropped out and moved to a different school in a different state. I was relieved and I felt lucky. I went back to my school and I'm so proud of myself for finishing my degree, even though I was walking through the halls anxiously, waiting to see someone who supported my abuser or the Title IX coordinator who I never wanted to see or speak to again. Wow. That's like, I am so damn proud of you for going back and finishing that degree. And like, you were going to do it no matter what. And I'm glad that he wasn't there at least. So at least one of those people that you don't want to see is is gone. But that's just, you're so strong. For three years minus COVID, which I honestly didn't mind because I didn't have to be in that school for an entire year. Wow. 
My classmates and teachers never saw me quite the same, and I felt treated differently, as did my two other friends who went through Title IX essay cases around the same time as me. But nevertheless, I did it, and you bet I threw a fucking party for graduation (laughs) from the hellhole that was my school. Hell yes. I was so excited to be free from this case, but unfortunately, that was not the end of it. I still struggle with PTSD and heightened anxiety to this day, almost four years later. Not because of the assault, but because of what I had to go through with Title IX. So my takeaways for anyone listening to this are, one, if you are a college student going through a Title IX case, you are not alone. I see you. We see you. Two, if you know someone going through a Title IX case, be there for them. This program that schools like to say is there to help us can be extremely isolating and I know I could have used a few more supporters. Chances are the people at your school could too. Three, if you are a teacher at a college or have anything to do with a Title IX program, please better support the survivors. Unfortunately, we do not have as much power to make change as you do. Do better and make this program do what it is actually intended to do, protect survivors. Yes, a thousand percent agree with all three of those and shame on all those people who didn't believe you because that is why victims do not come forward Mm -hmm. and they they should have a clear pathway to come forward and to have a case brought and to put whoever harmed them or threatened them or whatever the case is they should have consequences and it sickens me especially another woman not supporting you not rallying behind you i mean it's just it's disgusting yeah i know that was a long and probably confusing story because there is a lot to it but i wanted to bring some attention to the title IX program across college campuses i've heard horror stories worse than mine and it is an issue i hope to see change in the near future thank you Haley and andrea for doing so many episodes about women and bringing attention to the hardships we have to go through as women the more awareness the better sending love wow ej i i have no words because everything you went through in the first place being assaulted and stalked and harassed and then having to relive that being isolated during the title nine case being forced into doing something you didn't want to do Mm -hmm. and then having to like you said it was a small program having to be surrounded by people who you knew didn't believe you or whatever And then there being no consequences. Like, I just cannot imagine everything you've been through. And I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. We are so freaking proud of you. Congratulations on graduating. And I hope that someday soon you will be able to heal and, you know, find some peace. And I'm just so sorry for everything you went through. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story. EJ like definitely we need to bring more attention to how awful the title IX program is and I've heard that before too that it just does more harm than good and that that's not okay and that needs to be changed especially if they don't do anything like what's the fucking point of having a program like that case after case I'm sure these people get away with it yeah absolutely it's it's ridiculous but Thank you guys all for sending in these stories, some really good reminders, some really freaky stuff that I'm going to try to forget about now. We had a good mix of stories today. Yeah, we appreciate your guys' stories. We love you guys. We appreciate your support. 
keep sending them in. We so when I pull the stories for the listeners, listener tales, I don't. There's no rhyme or reason. I just go boop boop boop. Pull this. Pull that. Yeah. Pull this. Pull that. So if I don't get to your story, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get there. We're going to keep doing these. Yes, yes, definitely. So keep sending them in. Um, Feel free to send them in twice, but sometimes, you know, I'll read it twice. Maybe it might get put twice on the episode. (laughs) Yeah, we we will get to it. Um, If you want to submit a listener story, you can do so by going to our website, inhumanpodcast.com, and clicking on listener stories. And you can be anonymous or you can put your name, whatever you so choose. but yeah, we hope you guys had a great holiday or and continue to have a great holiday. Happy almost yeah. new year. We'll be back Thursday with a new episode. But until then, keep it human. Bye. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. 
Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.